Welcome to the Uno Mas podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Kay, daughter of Christ, wife, mom, brand, and social media specialist, strategist, and coach. I invite you to join thousands of other listeners and me each week in elevating your brand, business, and life. With a foundation of faith, I help you create an irresistible brand and a voice to be heard, leveraging social media in the online space to impact individuals, build and scale communities, and develop simple strategies for a thriving and profitable online business. The Uno Mas podcast is here to inspire you to dream, think, and do big. Talking all things faith, family, life, business, and the in-between. Stop feeling overwhelmed, confused, and stuck at a standstill and start feeling confident, productive, and fueled with purpose in your life and business again. Many of us are used to writing copy every single day, but we fail to realize the importance our words have on the people we're sharing it to. Learning to communicate to your online audience in a way that grabs their attention, reels them in with a story, incentivizes action, and converts them with powerful selling words are essential to effective copywriting strategies. In today's episode, I speak with Meredith Goines. Meredith is a professional copywriter and works with female entrepreneurs, helping them elevate their voice and message with copy. Let's go ahead and dive right in. All right, Meredith. Well, I'm so excited to have this conversation with you today. Um, a little background for those of you that might be watching. Um, we met, how did we meet? Was it Clubhouse? No, it was um, Instagram through one of your hashtags. It was through one of my hashtags. I remember and you reached out and we formed a connection and now I'm obsessed with your work and I'm obsessed with you because you're so talented. And I was just like, I have to have a conversation with you and ask you all these questions about your industry and what it is that you do, because I think it really does apply to, to what I do. And, um, I just wanted to spotlight you because you are hugely talented. So before we dive deeper into this conversation, I want to, you know, break the ice a little bit. What's something about you that most people don't know? Like I want something really off the wall. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) see, I was, I was all prepared, but I don't know about off the wall because Whitney, I'm, I'm boring. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Um, what I, okay. So something, something really small that everybody thinks is kind of weird when they do find out is that I don't eat ketchup. Really? Um, my kids make fun of me every single time we have French fries or anything. They make fun of me. Um, do you just not know. like tomatoes or do you? No, it's just ketchup. Just, just ketchup. ketchup. Yeah. That's, that is interesting. I don't yeah. think I've, I don't even know if I know anybody else that doesn't eat ketchup. I mean, I know the mustard and mayonnaise, but ketchup has been kind of like an all included staple for most people, but not yeah. for Meredith. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I'm still like a six year old or something. I'm not really sure. I don't know. 
Oh, that's too funny. Well, that is something that I did not know and something I did not expect. So that one was good. Um, okay. So let's talk about what it is that you do. So you're a copywriter and I'll be honest on my end, whenever I hear the word copywriter, for some reason, it's very intimidating. I don't know if people, because people have put that stigma, well, it's copyrighted, it's copyrighted, like copyright infringement, you know? So I think that like a lot of people, um, they understand what a copywriter does, but they don't really understand the need for a copywriter. So I want to get into all of that. But how did you how did you kind of step into this this role, into this industry, into doing what you're doing today? Um, it was a long, long process, really. Um, so one of the one of the things that the online world does not necessarily know about me was that I was a um, music teacher for 10 years. Really? Um, so, you know, I don't think it's any big secret that teaching is a hard profession, especially right now. And, um, I saw the writing on the wall for a good couple of years. I knew, I knew the end was coming and I needed to find something else. Um, and so I started to research, uh, things to do online. I knew that I enjoyed writing. I knew that I was good at it. Um, started doing some blog posts for people, started, um, you know, learning Mm -hmm. a whole lot about entrepreneurship and starting up a blog and starting up websites and all this other stuff. And I, I never went and searched out copywriting. It just, you know, once you get into this online world, there's all sorts of rabbit holes that you didn't even know existed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I've been down many of them. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, um, I eventually just kind of fell down a copywriting rabbit hole, um, did a lot more research, um, paid lots of money for courses and certifications and things like that. Um, and just really finally fell into something that I knew was going to work for me. So, um, also since I was a teacher, um, one of the hard things about trying to find a new career was that I still wanted to create an impact for people. You know, I still wanted to be able to positively impact other people's lives, you know, cause that's the part about teaching that everybody loves. Um, and I still wanted to be able to do that even through writing. So, um, this, this really checked all those boxes for me. I love that. I love that. So were you a, like a high school music teacher? Where, where were you? You were high school. So I'm glad that I asked that question because teaching high schoolers and now helping entrepreneurs, even though that's still teaching, it's a huge shift, you know? Um, what would you say through your experience is the biggest missing piece when it comes to copywriting with entrepreneurs today? Um, I think it honestly depends on the, the area, the niche, the business format that they have going on. But, um, I think in general, the need for copywriters is, is not only because of the people who, um, maybe don't write real well or aren't really comfortable with writing. In in my opinion, it's more to have an outsider's perspective. You know, when, when you start writing, about things that you are doing and the things that you have spent hours and weeks and months putting together. And, um, you're almost too close to the fire to be able to 
um, present it in a way that's going to translate to your potential customers. Um, so I think what the, the, the biggest piece is being able to kind of step outside the box and speak on your offers and what it is that you do from more of a benefit perspective, as opposed to, I do this, I do this, I do this, I do this. Um, and really, really translating it over into the, the public. I love that. I love that. And I think that, I think you're absolutely right. It is, especially when, you know, I think about it in regards to even graphic design, right? When you're so used to doing something so much and you're just kind of in the mix of your own business or your own routine, you miss those points that maybe are noticed by other people, or like you said, Mm -hmm. an outsider. And those points are sometimes the most important, but you don't necessarily recognize them because you're just so inundated with what you're doing on a daily. So I love that you mentioned that. And I can see that being a huge missing piece. Yeah. Outside perspective is huge Uh, Mm -hmm. for me too. You know, I need outside perspective too. So yeah, no, I love that. So when it comes to, you know, let's take it even more niche down. So small businesses, you know, um, independent entrepreneurs, not necessarily team-based yet, where do you think, well, we, I mean, it could be team-based too. Where do you think copy matters most? Because we have, you know, we've got social media, we've got email marketing, we've got print marketing materials. Some people even do like digital marketing. Obviously, if you're doing digital marketing commercials, all that copy is important, but say you're not even that you're not that expansive yet as a business. And really it's maybe social media, email marketing, blogs, things like that, website, where, where does copy matter most or all? Uh, yeah, I think it's a little bit of everything. Um, I think, you know, obviously it depends on where your audience is. Um, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you want to focus on, uh, social media, Instagram and Facebook, but you don't have a website, you know, that works for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you, want to, if your audience relies heavily on you communicating them with them through email, um, like I'm on your email list and I love, you know, seeing the the things that you do with that. Um, but honestly, I think that the most important part is to be consistent among all your platforms and have the same type of messaging and the same, um, personality coming through, whether it's your website, blog, email ads, whatever. Yeah, no, I think, I think you hit the nail on the head there because I have been, I've been a part of a couple email lists that I've been a part of a lot of email lists, but I've been a part of a few email lists that I would, I can remember where their presence on social media versus their presence on camera versus Mm. their presence in email I almost felt like I was getting different personalities on each platform. Yeah. Yeah. So I love, I love, 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 especially when you're just like, let me write out a couple emails for you, Whitney. And I was just like, I, I gave you free range. I was like, just go for it, do your thing. And when I got those back, I didn't even have to change a darn thing because you got, you just, the way you communicate, I can tell that you kind of do your research on who it is that you're writing for. And I kind of 
see, or I was able to see that you were able to really bring out my personality and my way of speaking. But the thing is, is I honestly went on your website to see how, how you spoke yourself, like in your own copy. And I knew right away, okay, this is a fun, bubbly person that, you know, just, (laughs) I don't know that anyone has ever called me bubbly before, (laughs) but you, but you, through your writing, you are, you absolutely are through your writing. I think your person, you might not be, but see, that's the thing. That's the funny thing. People face to face might not be bubbly, but through their graphic designs or through their writing, a whole different personality comes out. And I think that's where I see the bubbly in you. And if anybody goes to your website, they're going to see that. If they read it. So take it as a compliment. Okay. (laughs) No, because I love it. And I saw that and I just, I I appreciated that. And that's why I wanted to work with you for sure. Um, Okay. So now let's talk about, let's talk about somebody that can't afford you. They can't hire you. Um, It's not even a thought. Like I, I need the copy. I need help, but I'm not at that level to invest in a full-blown copywriter for my business. What are some tips or strategies that you can give me, Meredith, in order to like get started places that I can go look to learn, or just how can I perfect my own skills before I can actually afford to hire a copywriter? Right. Yeah. And that's, that's super important too. Um, the, the biggest thing that I think is to study what's working for other people um, and really analyze what it is that they're doing. Um, not just, not just looking at, you know, design um, mm-hmm. so much, but which, which is easy for us to do. We're very visual people mm-hmm. and most, most people are, I think, very visual, um, but really focusing on what exactly is this sentence doing? Um, and what is the point of this section right here? What is what is this person trying to do? Um, because copywriting is basically the art of persuasion, really, um, and, and persuading people to, to take certain actions and persuading people to think about certain things. Um, so that that that's the number one thing that has always helped me is looking and studying other people's things, emails, websites, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, sales pages for sure. Um, so just studying the competition, seeing what's working for them. Um, another thing would be, I mean, YouTube is full of free videos that people can look at. Um, as far as here's, here's how you do this and here's how you, here's how you construct a welcome sequence and, um, things like that. So YouTube's a great, great thing. Um, the other thing that I would say is to be sure and, test your results. Um, Mm. if there's, if there's a freebie, for example, if there's a freebie that you are offering that is, um, not converting well, not, not doing well, that sort of thing. Sometimes all it really takes is just a little tweak of a headline. Um, and it's like night and day. And then then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you got all sorts of people opting in for your freebie. Um, when really you didn't change the content at all. Um, Mm -hmm. so just testing results, making sure that you're keeping up, you know, analyzing the the stuff that you're putting out there. Mm -hmm. I love that. I'm going to throw in a question that you might not be prepared for, but I think it'll be very easy for you to answer. So 
when we were talking about, you know, getting started, I'm sitting here running through my mind thinking about, you know, autocorrect and the errors that can happen, but there are tools out there. Like I know that I personally use Grammarly and I think Uh that that's a great, I think anybody that's writing on a regular basis that isn't a copywriter, isn't familiar with writing. I think that's probably a very, a very strong tool that you probably need in your toolbox. Um, are there any other tools out there that you would recommend? I've used, um, is it co-schedules headline analyzer? Have you ever heard of that one? Um, it analyzes um, like the effectiveness of your, of your headlines. Yeah. I, rem- I remember that. I haven't used it for a while. Um, yeah. The other thing that I was going to suggest is called Hemingway. Oh, um, I've heard of Hemingway. The thing that Hemingway is most known for is correcting what's called passive voice, which I'm, I'm kind of really bad at. Um, when I was in high school, I used in my English class, I was always getting marked down for using passive voice, mm-hmm. but, but no one ever told me what it was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, I can't, I keep doing this wrong, but I don't know what it's, what I, what am I doing? So that's, um, so Grammarly paired with Hemingway is, is, is fantastic. Yeah. But um, when it comes right down to it, you know, um, yes, there are spell checks and auto checks and things like that, but you got to be able to write the way this is not a thesis, you know, copywriting is not a dissertation or a presentation or anything like that. You got to be able to speak, I mean, sorry, you got to be able to write the way you speak speak a little bit. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think that was one of my biggest, I don't know when it happened in my career, but I was so conditioned to write the way that school was teaching me to write. And what I realized when things started to shift for me, as far as, you know, I was getting more leads, I was getting more sales, I was getting more opt-ins. It was when I wasn't so worried about the structure of the writing, but if I'm this person that says, Oh my God. And I have a lot of O's like in my God or something, you know, I know that's a ridiculous thing to say, but you have to type out as if, you were sitting down talking to your friend because people, people understand that. And that's where, if they're watching you on live video and if you choose to show up on live video a lot, but then you're writing this email, that's so formal. They're like, where's this person coming from? It just, it doesn't connect. So I love that you said that. I'm curious, what is a common misconception about copywriting? Um, well, you, you kind of touched on this earlier, actually, um, with the research element, um, copywriters spend a lot more time researching than sometimes even more than, more than writing itself, um, researching a person's website, researching the market, researching basically what it is that the audience needs to hear or wants to hear, or, um, is, uh, what kind of things translate well, you know, all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, researching a person's voice, researching a person's brand. Um, so there, there's a lot that goes into that. I love that. I love that. I think research is hugely important. Absolutely. Now let's go into social media a little bit because that's my jam, social media and branding. A lot of people I don't realize, or I don't feel realize how important copy is just in their standard captions. So mm-hmm. am I correct in saying that? Am I wrong in saying that when it comes to social media, how is copy connected to that? 
I think that with social media, you know, um, for entrepreneurs and for, for, um, influencers and social media people, um, the big three is like, know, and trust, Mm -hmm. right? You got to get people to like you, get people to uh, know you and trust you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that your copy, when it comes to social media captions, that's that's where you really have to to hone in on the like, know, and trust um, factor. So basically also positioning yourself to be an authority of whatever it is that you do, um, cause by the time they come to your website, they're probably already kind of, you know, really looking at you and trying to figure you out and stuff like that. Um, but on social media, that's, that's where you can show your humanistic side, you know, like I love your reels that involve your kids and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, cause that's what gets people to, um, really, really connect with you. Yeah. Um, and they think, wow, she's a mom too, or, or wow, this person is, um, you know, has the same struggles that I do. Mm-hmm. You don't really see that on websites too much. You see it on social media. So mm-hmm. being able to connect with people and being able to show yourself to be, um, you know, the, the expert in your field for lots of different things. I love that. So, I think social media is more important than websites, really. That's my mm-hmm. personal opinion. Well, I mean, that's where you're showing up every day. Your website is right. just there. You know, it's just, it's just, <laughs> it's just there. It's not, it's not alive like social media is. Social mm-hmm. media, you're in the moment most often, you know, mm-hmm. even if you schedule out content. So I agree with you. I think that's I think you're dead on that. Um, okay, so when we talk about copywriters like yourself, and we can use you for example, in what ways do you really work with entrepreneurs? Like, how do you help entrepreneurs? What do you offer? Like, what kind of services does a copywriter offer? Oh, there's tons. There's tons. Um, gosh, I don't even name them all. Um, <laughs> you know, so obviously there's websites and social media. There's ads. People can people um, can do ads. There's some copywriters out there that do their own design as well. I'm not one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's email copywriting. Um, there's, um, now writing for a blog, I think is more of a content writing. So those, those are a little bit different, but there are copywriters that, that do that. Um, there's copywriters that write out scripts for, um, like a video sales letter or, um, YouTube video or something like that. Um, pretty much anything that you can think of, uh, there's probably a copywriter out there that does it. Um, where Where's your passion lie? Like, what are your top two favorite things to do for entrepreneurs? Sales pages and emails. Okay. Especially yeah. if together. Um, so I'm, I, I have found that I get really into, which I'll probably talk a little bit about later too, really get into the psychology behind lots mm-hmm. of things mm-hmm. and what, um, so, so, but I can only get into that in longer pieces. Mm-hmm. So one email, yeah, okay. But if if I do like a whole series of emails, you know, where I can really tell a story and really get into connecting with the audience, that's that's what I love. That's what I love. Yeah. So the the whole transformation process, the journey, the story, that comes in in my opinion through things like sales pages and um emails, maybe even especially emails, but yeah, I love that. Well, I mean, I know that you did a few email sequences for myself and I'm looking 
for you to possibly do more because <laughs> they were really well done. And I, I saw how you took people from, you know, hello, thanks for subscribing all the way through, you know, to my own personal story, but also bringing them in closer through the struggles that they might have and how I've also gone through those and, you know, what I've been able to create for myself that they might also be able to use as a product and ultimately buy from me. So you did a really good job at that. So I know, I know you're very talented as far as getting the storyline across. So (laughs) I just want (laughs) to give you those props right there, but I am curious what is something right now that Meredith is working on that you're super excited about? Um, so that's the part that I was going to say that I'll probably talk a little bit more later. Um, I've been doing a lot of research and learning about sales psychology and okay. the strategies and things that um, I I sometimes get wary of when I use the word psychology because I'm afraid people are going to think that I'm like, tricking people into doing things or that I'm like, you know, being shady about it or something. But there Um, is a way that people think and they're triggered to react. So I, I think that's absolutely fair. Yeah. And I think as long as your message is good, um, you know, every entrepreneur out there for the most part really just wants to do good for others. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think if, if through copywriting, you can, um, convince them, you know, this, this would be really good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sort of thing, you know, that that's, there's not a thing shady about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and sales techniques that you see literally in every, anywhere that anything is sold, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. there, there are sales strategies that, that are based on the psychological triggers for people. So, yeah, I think that's really important. So, you're studying sales. So that just tells me all of my sales pages, I need to have you basically do for me because it's just really really interesting. It's been really interesting. Um, the, the thing that the, I think the, the freebie that I just most recently came out with that I got just in the nick of time to give to you before this is a, um, is based on that is based on that, but it's sales page strategies to, mm. to help with conversions and, and all that to basically eliminate any kind of object objections. Oh, I like that. I like that. So if you could give one key tip, takeaway strategy, anything to our listeners, what would that be? Um, well, I'm going to step back from the copywriting role on this one. Cause when I was, when I was a teacher, I loved to give life lessons. I really did. You know, like, mm. I don't know, I guess that's easy with teenagers. Right. Cause I, I know I knew more about life than they did, but, um, mm. I would just say that for entrepreneurs, online business owners, most of us got into this because we didn't want to, um, work for someone else. Mm-hmm. We didn't, we, you know, we got tired of some other job or something like that. So I would, I would just say, please, Try not to get caught up in the details. Um, enjoy it. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the journey, even even when it's hard. Um, and and keep a perspective that you're you're doing good. You uh, you're doing good work for others. Um, you know, don't start trying to be all things for all people. Otherwise, you're right back there for working for people that you don't want to work for. Um, Very true. And, 
yeah, just, just try to keep things in perspective, stay positive and, um, yeah, enjoy it. I love that. I absolutely love it. Okay. So where can people stay in your inner circle on your newsletter up to date with all the things that you're doing and maybe even potentially work with you? Where, where are you and where can we hang out with you? On Instagram, my handle is Meredith.Goins. Um, I spell my name Meredith, like on like Grey's Anatomy, that Meredith, that's how I spell it. So Meredith.Goins, that's my Instagram. And then you can link to my website from there, but it's MeredithGoins.com. Hey, hey, friends. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to another Uno Moss podcast. How can you support me moving forward? Head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave me your review. It's your reviews that matter most. And I want to hear how much you are loving not only this episode, but this podcast in general. And then if you are ready to build, launch, and scale a successful and thriving social selling business, then you want to join me over in the Savvy VIP community, head on over to socialsavvyinfluencer.com and learn all about how you can get started for $1 today to check out this amazing community intended for female entrepreneurs ready to level up in their business and their life and join me in your journey to building, launching, and scaling your successful online and digital business. I'll see you on the inside. (laughs) 